Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Black Experience. You're hearing Judney. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. This is President Brianna, Vice President Tara. So, on this week's episode, we we have two guests with us. Um, they are not students at MCLA, but they were able to go to protests in Boston. So, if you guys want to introduce yourself, tell the people who you are. Where you go to school, all that fun Maybe stuff. What you study, what you do. My name is Jodams, and I'm currently a sociology major going to Georgetown University. Georgetown in yeah. D.C.? Oh, that's fancy. And do you do anything on campus, like any clubs, organizations? Um, right now, things are weird just because with corona and everything, but I'm working with the mm-hmm. Black Theater Ensemble, um, community oh, outreach okay. for them. Okay, so you're in theater or just um, it's a club that I've you're helping this year, but I'm not necessarily an actor or anything. It's it's good to meet you. Nice to be here. Thank you. I'm Judy. <laughs> I don't go to school anymore. I graduated in 2018 from the University of Massachusetts Boston, you know, also known as UMB. Um, I graduated with a degree in social psychology and a minor in women and gender studies. Um, right now, I'm a youth coordinator. And did you have any clubs or organizations you were part of when you were at UMB? I was part of the Black Student Union, um, the Women's Center. What else? Um, I had a book club that didn't do too well, but it, it exists. Um, <laughs> what else did I do? That was mostly it. I was mostly really into um, being a part of the community, which was the BSC. The Women's Center was always open. Um, those were two of the places I was usually at. When I was in class. Basically, this is a continuation of the conversation we were having on our last episode of just um, different young people who went to different protests um, concerning the Black Lives Matter movement um, in different cities. And we had on our last episode two people from New York um, and one person from Springfield. And um, you guys went to protests in boston and we just really want to know like tell us about your experience how you felt why you went just so everyone knows joe doms is my brother (laughs) he's my younger brother um and we went together but i'll talk about my perspective and my experience um so the protest that we went to was organized by umass boston students um mainly uh, a couple grad students and undergrad students um mostly black um, and Latinx, who were a part of institutes within the organi- within the university, but also just students in general, who were just a bit concerned about the way that um, women, LGBTQ um, uh, students were being treated and Black students were being treated on campus over the years. And that kind of caused folks to say, like, well, we as a community need to say something about what's going on, the policing that happens on campus and off campus. Because mm-hmm. UMass Boston is literally in Dorchester. Like, you can't escape it. Like, we're surrounded by, you know, um, a neighborhood called Harbor Point and a couple, um, an elementary school and a middle school where it's mostly Black and Latinx students that go there and that live there. So it's kind of like, if we're being policed, that community is definitely being policed and, like, surveilled throughout their everyday day-to-day life so some students live there some students don't so 
their experiences together cause everyone to just wake up and say like we need to make a statement to our university our st- our university didn't make statements that most universities made about policing um back in june and may i think so we were mm-hmm. concerned about that um as like former students and students that are currently going there so together um those who graduate and those who go there and also faculty um, put together literally in like 24 hours, I would say, put together a protest, an organized protest around some demands that they wanted from the university. Demands I don't remember off the top of my head, but um, they had a bunch of people sign them, which was just to be more inclusive and to lighten up on the policing or just remove policing in general. Because we have like a, a little what do you call it, BPD headquarter thing. It's not a headquarter, but you know, there's always like a police mm-hmm. office on campus. So that's mm. always there. And there's like a history of our school not letting folks protest like at all on campus. Mm. Wow. So it was a huge statement that we were there. Um, and I went with friends who currently go there. Um, I ran into professors, ran into a lot of peers. Um, obviously, sometimes I protest it's mostly white folks, but you know, they're allies, which is great. Um, and there were young kids there as well. Like, as, it was shocking. I was like, okay, there's some babies here in strollers. It was cute. <laughs> um, a lot of signs. A lot of people from the neighborhood came out of their homes to kind of, like, chant with us. So it was awesome to see that. Uh, but nonetheless, the police were there. You know, they're always got to be there. You got to make a statement. Um, but it wasn't, like, a huge thing. Like, the campus is pretty big. It. Mm-hmm. It's not huge, but it's big, right? We walked up to the campus, past the parking lots or whatever. If you've been there, you kind of know what that looks like. Gathered, and then we walked back. Um, It was a great experience. It wasn't what people typically see on TV when they think about a protest, like rushing, you know, people being, like, visibly upset. But people were chanting. People were very, like, I would say calm, um, but there were things, instances where we were like, what's going on? Like helicopters over us, like one helicopter, um, the police who were there had like their bikes barricading the campus center. So they, oh, wow. so it's kind of like, Hey, you guys can't ruin, you know, property. We're like, we don't really care about this, the center. Like, well, that's not why we're here. Like who wants mm-hmm. to break shit? Like we got to come back. Like we don't want to break Yeah. <laughs> And they were kind of saying, like, y'all can't use the bathroom type stuff. We're like, okay, it's not that deep. Like, it's a public campus. That's another thing. Like, anyone could literally walk into our university. Like, there's no security. Like, you can walk in. Like, sometimes there's, like, homeless folks who just go into sleep because it's warm. Like, so y'all is, it's just like y'all chose the wrong day to do this guarding type stuff. But that was my experience. It was really good. Um, we walked from the campus center to the parking lot. We kneeled for about, was it seven minutes? I think that was with, um, we were mostly addressing George George Floyd. Floyd. Yeah. Um, that's one of like the main focus of a lot of protests during the summer. And I think the spring was George Floyd. And then we also said, um, say her name for Breonna Taylor as well. So it went pretty well from, from my standpoint. It was supposed to rain, but it didn't. But that's the weather doesn't matter. <laughs> so um, just just a clarification point. So your school, um, well, your former school, um, 
So instead of campus police, you guys have actual like Boston police as your campus police. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Isn't huge. Like it's, it's not like UMass Amherst. It's not like MCLA. Um, mm-hmm. We're right there. There's state police, like not too far from us. Like, I'm pretty sure they're VPD or they're like closely affiliated. Because even mm. as a freshman, when they first introduced like security or public safety on campus, they're like, yeah, whatever you do on campus, off campus, you're getting like, we're going to know about it. And we're like, as you know, high school students, we're like, what are you talking about? Like, 18 we're like what do you mean if I do something in like East Boston you're gonna find out at my university so like that type of like instill instill like they're installing fear really early made mm-hmm. everybody look at them like you're joking they weren't joking but we were like you're joking um so like we were pretty like familiar with the fact that like hey they're here even though we didn't necessarily see them all the time but like it's like hey they're here and it's not like hey I feel safer. It's just like, no, don't fuck up. I think they do have them now. Like, I just looked it up. I don't want to, you know. Um, They do have them now, mainly because I think a year or two ago, we finally got, like, on-campus living. Mm -hmm. So I think that definitely has changed. So they do have, like, their own little SWAT cars or whatever. Um, Yeah, I think that had to change, mainly because students had, like, more space to, like, walk around, and it's not heavily, like, surveilled like there's no gate anyone can walk in Mm -hmm. so clearly they had to step it up but i haven't been there to notice so i basically got invited by jenny um i felt like it was important to go uh, important for me to go because well she's an alumni and also i've had countless friends since high school that currently go there so my presence there was just like supporting them and supporting what needs to be done to help their environment feel like one that they should be safe in. And with everything that's going on today, I mean, I felt like being so close to the university, so close to this protest, it would have been an injustice to my people if I didn't show up and be there. So being there itself was very powerful. I mean, whenever people are grouped together fighting for something bigger than themselves, I just feel like there's an energy in that. Not to be corny, but there's a vibe there. It's just fully for the movement, fully for the our lives mattering. And there were like so many chants. I wasn't really prepared for that. Uh, from just <laughs> saying Black Lives Matter to saying the names of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. I feel like there was power in that message. Uh, mm-hmm. One chant that I don't know, for some reason stuck in my mind was there's power in the people and the power of the people don't stop. Um, I feel like we, there's just something that we just tend to forget that no matter what we have power, whether that's our voice our ability to be present, to fight this system that oppresses us. And I just, I don't know, this is something that was just constantly in my mind as we did the laps around the campus. And like Jenny already said, there was just a diverse amount of people. Um, and even at one point, um, there was a family with small children outside their apartment, just happily watching us. And like, they just felt moved to come outside and come stand with us and chant with us. So like. I don't know, just seeing the young kids happy, seeing the young kids see that they're being represented, even though they might not understand it completely, that was just something big and like something I really enjoyed seeing while I was there fighting for our rights, I guess. That's so beautiful. And I think like two things that you guys said that really stood out to me is how like, um, Jenny, like you're an alumni, so you don't even go there anymore, but like it's still important to you. And Jodam's like, you, you don't go there, but like it's still a community 
And you were mentioning how like there's a school across the street. So like, I think um, it's really powerful that even though like the protest was hosted by UMass Boston, it, it, it was really for everyone in the community. Um, and I think that you guys really made an impact on the people who saw the protests um, and the people who participated as well. I guess I would also add like with COVID being around, they were pretty prepared. Like hand sanitizer was Definitely. available. They had like people just rocking, walking around asking people, hey, you want hand sanitizer? They would water to keep us hydrated. It was pretty hot that day. Um, masks, face masks were available to everybody. Um, what else did they have? Snacks as well. And what like really made me like feel safe and comfortable there was the fact that like Obviously, there was protests before in the city that, like, just were different, like, in terms of, like, the reactions that it got. Um, But here, you can tell, like, nobody was about to, like, go off. Well, it's acceptable to go off. But Mm -hmm. they were just, like, people were safe. People felt safe. And people were constantly looking out for each other. Like, everybody was just like, wait, like, is this person here to be here? And then we're just like, okay, we're good. We're calm. Um... And also, there were reporters there who are really always in your face a little bit. And they always want to, like, hey, can I talk to you? Or they're taking pictures. But what really, like, stood out was my friend was just like, no, you cannot take a picture of me. Like, some people don't. Mm-hmm. People forget about, um, what do you call it? What's the word? Consent a lot. Or they forget that they have the right to say no mm-hmm. when it comes to pictures mm-hmm. and protests. And one thing that I appreciate is, like, he asked reporters don't be asking like this could be a child that's 12 years old and you're just snapping pictures yeah and that could like change mm-hmm. their whole life or it could be somebody who has like a certain tattoo or a memorable hairstyle and people is like all right she works for me she's not getting any hours next week you know like things mm-hmm. that can just change your whole life because you're fighting for something that's right and i really appreciated like people around me who are aware of like the pros and cons of being at a protest, which sucks because a lot of people won't be like penalized for being there. But knowing that you're black, you probably have a shitty job that doesn't care about you. And you just being there could be like a strike. So I really um, welcome the fact that people were thinking about that. And people weren't snapping pictures. Like I wasn't, I was aware that like I shouldn't be like snapping pictures of people's faces or just being there to post. I had to remind myself, I was like, be in the moment like they're chanting why aren't you chanting mm-hmm. like your phone being out is a bit weird right i was being aware that like okay i could take a picture of a poster but like not this person's face like you gotta crop people's faces out or blur their faces out but at the end of the day who wants to do all that work just know you were there like just know you were there sometimes the pictures are a bit like overwhelming and it removes from the fact that you were present so that's something that really stood out to me while i was just walking whatever i think another point that you mentioned um was that like the the protest was like really calm um and i think we we talked about on one of our episodes when it was just hillary brie and i talking about how like looting rioting and like forms of like violent protests are valid forms of protest Mm -hmm. um but i think some a sentiment that i've kind of been seeing a lot online recently is that people kind of think that nonviolent protest isn't yeah effective effective or like a valid way of protesting so how do you like what do you guys think about that like how do you feel looting rioting 
is valid, like y'all mentioned. I think it's completely valid, especially if you think about the root cause of the problem, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, what do you do when you're forced to be silent? Like, it's just like, if you're Black you or Latinx or someone who's ever been told to shut up about your what matters to you, you know that there's an anger. Like, there's a fire inside you that's like, come on, like, you have to scream, you have to yell. Um, but I feel like it's definitely valid. And most of the times that we've seen rioting and looting and the way it's been, like, reported on has been, like, so wrong. Because if, mm-hmm. if you think about it, you do your own research you figure out, for example, a store that was looted or whatever, mad people were fired or people were discriminated against or it used to be a, a neighborhood, right? And it just got gentrified and turned into a target. Those are valid reasons to fuck shit up, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know what was there before or how people were treated in that establishment, go ahead, fuck it up. Like, who cares at that point, right? Because at the end of the day, didn't all those companies say we can replace those items? We can fix the store. We have insurance. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. whoever's really stuck to these material things and these buildings are really like pocket watching. Like, are you mad? Like, why? Where's the anger coming from? Like, really? Like, wh- what are you upset about? Because at the end of the day, you should be mad that these people are constantly targeted every single day, whether it's by you know, police officers or whether it's just discrimination in general that's just, like, invisible, quote-unquote invisible to some people. I think it's always valid. I think in the case in some protests that have been peaceful, right, The there was no need for violence. I feel like the cause of us protesting was the racism within our school, right, the discrimination that people are facing, we didn't need to tear shit up, in my opinion. Some people mm-hmm. may think they should have, but, like, the harm on an institutional level, I feel like, doesn't really constitute to me breaking shit at my school. Like, I still need that building if I if I like it or not. Um, but it's just, like, people in universities, we all have been to college or are in college. It's just, like, you get traumatized on so many levels, you don't even know where to start. Like... Whether it's your teacher who gives the wrong definition of racism, says that reverse racism is real. Like, all those things are still, like, frustrating to think about. It. Like, you really sat in this class where a teacher told you that this form of racism was real. And it's mm. just like, what do you do with that? She's not there today. She's not at the protest. But she's going to know that students aren't going to stand for that anymore because they're speaking out about it. Maybe she'll go back and change her curriculum. Mm-hmm. Like, you never know. But mm-hmm. me breaking into a classroom that's for everybody makes no sense. Yeah. I'm fully in support of both types of protests, whether it's nonviolent or violent. Because um, every movement, every revolution in the world has had both. Mm-hmm. You can't have as much change as we want to receive just doing nonviolent protests, but at the same time, only violent wouldn't give us the results we want either. So when people say nonviolent is ineffective or violent is ineffective, I feel like that's people just being narrow-minded to what they want to see. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we push away violent protests because there's some false connection to like an innocence, like, oh, and these innocent people will be hurt. But a lot of times what we've seen in the past year in the violent protests 
it's empty buildings. It's just things. It's materials. Like Juju said, it could easily be replaced. It could easily be paid off by insurance companies. But what you don't get back is people's lives. What you don't get back is to erase the trauma we have to face every time we see somebody like us being murdered on our phones, on Twitter, whatever. In my mm -hmm. opinion, burn if it got to burn. Like, it's a nonviolent protest and they're antagonizing and they're hurting people. I mean, at what point do you continue to allow someone to push you down before you get up and do something about it? But yeah, people in France burn shit all the time. <laughs> they always have a reaction. Like, it happens like every other year. In France, you said? Yeah. They stay fucking shit up all the time. And we never hear about it. It's really just anti-blackness at the end of the day. It really is. Like, Colombia, I think a few weeks ago, had a police brutality incident where someone got tased to death. And oh my goodness. they had oh my riots. Gosh. They burned shit. They were going off. But I did not see it highlighted anywhere besides Twitter. And I was like, what's going on? I had I didn't I didn't even know about yeah, that. Yeah, me either. Yeah, like a lot of countries are having the same issue, and they've like, I wouldn't say like hopped on the bandwagon, but like Colombia lives, Colombian lives matter. Like they've been doing that a lot, and mm -hmm. I feel like their voices are being suppressed because I want to talk about the government, but it's always the government. Um, <laughs> but like a lot of countries are facing like the same issue of power. It's like a mixture of like race, power, and like anti-everything, anti-you know, anti-like people. It's, mm -hmm. it's always about power at the end of the day, and it's happening in so many countries. And like BLM has influenced a lot of countries to videotape these instances, and even just like push a lot of it through like social media, like taking videos of protests and saying like, hey, the cops are shooting pellets at us too. And I mm -hmm. think that's like what's been really strong about it. It's just like... This could be like an it's an international thing to be honest. It's really really big because they protested yeah. for us. The yeah, like twenty nineteen was explosive for Latin America. Like if you if you Google, I don't know how much you guys trust the internet, but if you Google twenty nineteen Latin American protests, like almost every single country in Latin America, like had a wave of protests, riots, strikes, like, like, during 2019, because, like, op oppression is alive and present everywhere, mm -hmm. like, especially oppression of Black folks is just everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Um, I guess one last thing, just, I like the sound of my own voice, but <laughs> I, I guess, can tell. um, one last thing is our last episode came out, I think, on the day that um they announced yeah brianna taylor, brianna announced taylor. The, the verdict or lack thereof um and so we didn't get mm -hmm. to talk about it in our last episode so i guess like um juju or jorams like do either of you like have anything to say any opinion or on what on the the way brianna was disrespected by our <laughs> system that shit was trash. It was it was nothing. They shouldn't they should have just stayed quiet because that's what the equivalent was. Like I'd rather not hear you. Like to think that they thought that was okay. But I saw it coming when they were prepared to like to have like the National Guard and shut down the city. Well mm -hmm. St. Louis. I was like, oh, it's about to be some shit. They're they're not gonna do anything. 
And when it came out, mind you, like, I wasn't trying to even read it or listen or just I wasn't trying to even look at it because I knew as soon as people were like, you know, they weren't acquitted. Only one person was charged with what was it, guys? Wanton. Wanton endangerment or something. Yeah. And I was just like, first of all, yeah. you know, half of us don't know what that means. We don't know what that means. So please be specific. <laughs> and then, you know, Black Twitter, you know, has some Black lawyers or Black, you know, whoever's in social criminal justice was breaking it down. They're like, guys, these are charges that they give protesters. That was a slap in the face. Because they actually were charging protesters mm. with, like, actual, like felonies like you know that impacts people going to school impacts whether or not you get a loan like that's that's fucked up and then to see that they were they were talking about yeah people who got shot in her apartment building like were that's like where the charges went like through the walls like yeah but no one named brianna taylor or said like yeah she got shot this many Mm. times and this is you know literally homicide nothing (laughs) nothing and I was like you know what as a black woman I'm gonna get off the internet because this is gonna drive me crazy speaking about it reading the details I was like and they did not say her name and thinking about it we've been chanting say her name and they didn't mention her name at all I was like that's fucked up the system is deliberately erasing her name from the chart like why would you erase her name from a case that's about her it made no sense. Yeah. And to think that some people have been like trying to flip the story and say, like, well, the drug charges, her boyfriend, the warrant. I was like, her, the warrant was someone for someone who didn't even live there. So exactly. That. And they found him like before they even shot up her apartment. And then to try to like incriminate her boyfriend and try to tell him to take a, a plea and say that she was a drug dealer as well. I was like, Y'all are really eating this up. Like, it makes no sense. And the way that social media has handled it has been so disgusting. Like, it's been disgraceful to see people saying, like, with the puns, oh, but what about, like, I get it. I get the intention behind it. But if you look at it a couple days later, a month later, a year later, it sounds corny. It's stupid. You're making a joke out of her life. She's an actual person. Mm -hmm. Like, if I put my name into that, I would be upset. Like, that doesn't make sense. That she became a punchline. She became um, a logo for many people. She was on flyers for benefit concerts and stuff. I was like, this is sad. Like, you're using yeah. her face to sell merch. That's ugly. I think the um, the the Atlantic, I think, put out uh, an article about the memification of Breonna Taylor and how troubling that is and how... Um, Basically, like, she would not have been memified had she had not been a black woman. Exactly. Um, the men weren't memified. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the dudes did not get that type of attention. So, I just don't understand why they would do that. And it's like black folks, too. Like, some people, you can generally see they wanted to put her name out there. But I'm like, guys, think about what you're doing. You're not even linking a, petin- a petition. You're not donating to her family. It made no sense. Like, yesterday I saw a poster that said um, a white cop killed a black woman and was only charged for the bullet, for the shots missed. Mm. And, like, that's ridiculous. And to tell the public this at the same time is just, like, it seems, it's just so deliberate. Like, you can't walk away thinking that's okay. 
as a human being. Like, you can't be like, oh, yeah, I think they're right. No, they're not. They're not right. It just hurts, really. Just I feel like every step since we found out she was murdered to now, them just dismissing, basically dismissing the charges because I have, even the one charge that they put, I don't consider that a real charge. Mm-hmm. Missing her value, dismissing her life, dismissing her. And it's just, just exhausting. And I can't even fathom how much, how the family feels, but it's just exhausting continuously seeing how black women just are disrespected by this country. And like you guys were saying, by the news, by the people, a part of the trial, by the people online, just like, this is something serious. This isn't a joke. This isn't something you could profit off or get a million TikTok views on and then benefit off of. This is someone who died. This is someone's life. Mm-hmm. Not seeing justice, it just hurts. Like, I'm just lying in bed after hearing it. I was just lying in bed like that. Like, this could be my last minute. Like, not even knowing, thinking I'm safe, thinking I'm somewhere where I could just end my day. It could be the end of my life. So, I don't know. It's just like, you can't, I can't even really sit here and be like, oh, like, I don't know how to feel because this has happened before to other black women. This has happened to black people. Like, once the injustice of it is put to trial, they don't ever really get real justice. And, like, it feels sort of in some ways, like, it hurts so much. I don't know, like, what more to do. But because of this, it's just even more important to keep it on the forefront of what we talk about. To keep it on the, t- like, the tip of our tongue, top of our minds, just like, we can't forget this. We can't forget the hurt that's attached to it that they always put on us. Like, if you're the type of person that's being an activist, whether that's sharing on your social media profiles, going out, speaking about it. Um, if you're a lawyer or a politician doing leg- going into writing legislation, fighting for people's rights, it's just like, keep your foot on that pedal. It's like, as much as she deserved her right to get justice in that court they didn't give it to her but i feel like we just gotta keep pressing for her for other people in the same situation for ourselves just like never really allowing how they put us down how they disrespect us to have us down for the count like we just always gotta keep pushing for what we need what we deserve in this life again and again justice is not serve like what even is justice at this point that's a really good question that's a great question Mm. yep yes ma'am and that's the thing too it's like it's like how um it's like keeping your foot on that pedal because it's like the moment they think we've stopped or the moment they think we've like you know things have cooled down you know like in their head oh they seem to have gotten about it like you know what i mean like they don't think like oh we've forgotten about it like we've let it slide it's like no we really haven't because, like, best believe if something like that was to happen again, like, we'd really go off on you guys. And it's like, you guys really seem to think that this is a joke and that we're playing around. But at the end of the day, we're really not. So that's when I start to get violent, too. So it's like, I'm down for both protests, like, nonviolent and violent. Because at this point, the nonviolent one is not getting us anywhere. Someone please start explaining things, like, make it make sense right now. Every episode, Hillary, make yes, it make sense. make it <laughs> make sense. Because I'm, I'm not. It still hasn't not. made sense. It's, it's like Judy says, like, Please, it's not it's not making sense. When you really think about it, when you really hear it, it's like, are you guys really stupid? Like are y'all like y'all are y'all dead ass? Like are you serious? Yeah, I used to think about that a lot. I'm like, okay, someone break this down because they think because it's like it's really like is it because I'm not fully understanding it or is it really real? Like this is happening like for real. 
And the more that I like look at my life and I'm like, okay, when's the first time that I've like heard about police brutality? I was like, okay, I was in high school. It was Trayvon Martin. And then it just kept going. It just kept going. And people are like, guys, this is like what's supposed to happen. Like the system is meant to fail us day in and day out. And I'm like, like this though, like violently and we have to see people die all the time. Like it just makes it, it just makes it clear that like the arguments against defunding and abolish the police are like two different things. And one of them needs to happen. I don't know which one y'all are doing, but one of them needs to happen. I'm Mm -hmm. down for abolishing, you know, the police and like creating like, the thing is like, (laughs) when you think about both, there always has to be a question of like, what do we do if this person's really horrible and they did this? And I'm like, okay, I'm not an expert on abolishing the system, but we can talk to experts. We can talk to people who study this. Like people have been talking about this for years. This is not the first time we're bringing up this conversation about defunding and abolishing um, a policing system. Yeah. I think, aren't there examples that it's like, been six like it successfully happened in certain places i think so really? angela davis writes about it um france fanon writes about it there's a lot we just have to do our homework believe it or not we yeah. just have to do the work mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of like unlearning and learning to do and we won't all be on the same track but i've seen a lot of people grow from like to abolish or people who are like I don't know and some people are on the side of defunding things but the thing is like when we say defunding things it has to happen on our terms Um, Mm -hmm. because a lot of states have said okay we'll defund and then the numbers aren't adding up and it's like oh this is this is not what we meant like we meant like fully like y'all are getting a little too much money to do what you're doing Um, because even like some some people are let off, right? Some cops are let off and they still get paid. Like, why are you getting paid? Just stuff like that. That's crazy. I feel like defunding is the least we could mm-hmm. do. Because someone was, was talking to me yesterday um, and he was saying how, like, um, the Boston police, like, their budget got increased or something this year. And it's, like, ridiculously high. Like, it's a lot of money. And just to think about the, like, where it could all go, like, our city, Boston, also said that they declared racism, um, a, what do you call it, a public health issue. So how do you increase the budget oh, wow. and then also say racism is a public health issue? I don't know. It's not adding up. It, like you said, make it make sense. Yes. Yeah, Hillary, make exactly. it make sense. You see what I mean, bro? Like, it really <laughs> isn't because it's like you said, unless I'm the one that's uneducated, unless I don't know my facts, Please explain to me. Like, someone break it down for me because I seem to not be connecting the dots. Connect the dots. That game is not working. Like, someone needs to make it make sense. <laughs> Please, right now. I, I just I need to know. I need to know. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Jadam. Thank you for coming. Yeah, I really appreciate okay. it. Like, yeah, thank you, guys. We really like hearing from yeah. you. Thanks for inviting us on. Yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, this was BSU black experience thanks for listening follow us on instagram <laughs> mcla bsu the link to our website and podcast is in our instagram bio really appreciate it guys bye bye y'all thank you bye guys